it's Wednesday, and today we have with us Stefan Thorsman. He's a rune reader, and he obviously reads runes. So I'm going to let Raven take it away. Here you go. Paranormal Perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by... 22 Creations Multimedia LLC. Taking a look at the unseen world around us. A world of shadows. Unheard whispers. I see you. Restless souls. Strange creatures. We'll explore these topics and more. Not for answers. It is called the unknown for a reason. Come and find me. By the end of this episode, you'll have a new perception on the paranormal. I'm watching you. Paranormal Perception. With Henry San Miguel, Wednesday Darkling, and Raven Hawthorne. We are all here. Well, not all of us. We're, Wednesday is missing today. Not because she's scared or anything. She's actually... Well, I won't tell you guys yet. She's getting something kind of special for you guys as we uh, kick off the new year in 2019 in, uh, what is it, a week, couple weeks from now, whenever that is. But I do have Raven Hawthorne. And yes, we haven't forgotten. She will do the reading, put the cards down, pay attention, time to do an interview. We, you will get those. So, uh, when was it? A couple of weekends ago, all of us were in Sacramento. We met some of you guys, so some of you saw us out there. We took Paranormal Perception on the road. We've been doing that a lot all year long. We're going to continue doing that. We will hear the regular episodes every week, but we're also going to continue to take it on the road. You can meet us, see us live, do our thing live. We've got some pretty big ones, actually. One is not uh it's not going to be like what you've seen um like what you saw in sacramento or or if you're at the jackson event or where we kicked it off in lake tahoe it's going to be a very 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 scary one we're going to get right to the investigation we'll give you all the details on that as we get into the new year it's actually put on by our very own doug carnahan so for this one we've talked about yeah i know it's called paranormal perception uh, but we talked about everything else. We don't stick just to the ghosts and the paranormal investigators. We've talked to some of them, but we've also done Bigfoot. We talked to um, to the the demonic stuff uh, a little bit. We've done all that. Something that actually both of you, you and Wednesday, said, hey, l- l- let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. Stefan Thorsman was also at the event with us a couple of weekends ago in Sacramento. Stefan is a rune reader. And uh, they both of you guys tried to explain to me what it meant. And we said, you know. Instead of you guys trying to explain it to me, why don't we have Stefan explain it to us? So we, yeah, let's have Stefan explain. Yeah, we, we did just that. And if you if you want to see it after you listen to this interview, you, if you want to see Stefan and Raven, they did an interview on camera that's on our on our YouTube channel. I'll put a link on it on the show description. But in the meantime, before you go there, listen, because here is Stefan Thorsman. He joins us now on Paranormal Perception. Stefan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah, th- thanks for coming on. So, f- first of all, let's start with uh, not not your history, but history of runes. Like, where give it give it for those who may not be as familiar as they think they are. I'm sure people have have heard runes, whether in, in a film or in a book or something. But tell us a little uh, a history of runes. Where do they come from? Well, 
the actual source is, is debated historically. Um, the Elder Futhark, uh, which is the 24 rune system that is most commonly used, was used from approximately like the second century. Uh, the earliest surviving Elder Futhark inscriptions date from that area all the way up to the 8th century and, and uh, was used to write uh, Proto-Norse and, and uh, Proto-Germanic, and which is part of the Proto-Indo-European, which is the precursor of all the Germanic languages, like English and Frisian, Dutch, German, Danish, Norwegian, etc. And uh, each of, these, of the runes, there's 24 runes in this alphabet. And the reason it's called a Futhark, that's F-U-T-H-A-R-K, or C, is because the first letter spelled out, F-U, it's got, you got Fihu, uh, Fehu, Uruj, Thurasaj, and the Thurasaj rune uh, alphabetically is T-H. And then you've got Ansuj, Rytho, and Kenaj. So it spells out Futhark, just like our alphabet, the first two letters are alpha, beta. So, uh, there's 24 runes in the Elder Futhark, and um, each one of these individual characters has its own name. And the, the names were reconstructed uh, probably from later alphabets, rune poems and stuff. Uh, and um, it's, it, a lot of people feel that the Elder Futhark could be considered the original runic script. All right. Um, well, what you seem to know quite a bit about this. So obviously, you've been doing this for a while. What made you start? Like, what got you interested? Well, back in 1994, I was going through a terrible divorce, and I was beginning to seek. I was beginning to uh, sink uh, deep, deep down, getting very dark, and I could feel myself slipping. And I didn't want to do that. So I, I decided that I needed something to keep me focused and and uh, I had walked away from Christianity years ago and I was kind of drifting spiritually and I was uh, working on a radio station at the time this was uh, 1994 and they were uh, we'd had a big earthquake in uh, California in 1989 and I was in Santa Cruz and uh, pretty much the whole downtown Santa Cruz uh, was destroyed in the 89 earthquake and so they had been rebuilding it and I was up there because they had rebuilt uh, the downtown section of Santa Cruz and they were having a lot of grand openings and I was down there working doing a live remote and I was in a little new age shop and found a Buddha pendant that I felt that I needed to have to kind of keep me centered. And I was making a payment on it. I was standing in line at this little new age shop and there was a woman standing in front of me with a, a bag of runes. And I had seen the runes in the past. I'd always been drawn to them. I would go stare at them in the glass case there at the shop. And, but I was, I was thinking, no, I'm, I'm looking into Tibetan Buddhism right now. I don't want to get into something else. But I said to her, I go, what are those? And she said, these are the runes. And I don't do anything in my life without going to the runes first. And I said, really? You feel that strongly? And she said, I absolutely do. So I said, okay. So I walked over to the bookshelf and picked up a book that had some runes that came with some runes. And I bought it. I went back to my hotel room. And I read the book and did my first rune casting. And um, it knocked me out of the water. It was absolutely dead-on accurate. And I went, wow, this, this is amazing. So I went back to the bookstore. I bought three more books on runes, and I dove into it. I, just, I, I, I found my spiritual path through the runes. I found my ancestral uh, folk faith, and uh, 
I use the runes every single day. I've been keeping a runic journal every day since 1995. Oh, wow. That's really really cool. Um, It's almost kind of like it was your calling all along. It just took a while to find it. It did. And, you know, it's funny because um, in the 70s, I was looking for a spiritual path, and, and like a lot of people, I had turned to the Native American uh, religious path. And I decided, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. It's an earth, earth-based religion. Uh, it respects the, uh, the earth and, and everything on it, the animals, the plant. And I started attending powwows. And I was at the, this is 1970, see, 74. This would be 1974. I was on the Rosebud Sioux Reservation, and we were attending. I was with uh, a girlfriend at the time and another couple, and we were attending a all Indian powwow and rodeo there on the Rosebud Sioux Reservation. And we had been there for three or four days, and it was Saturday night, and we were hanging out there at the at the rodeo slash powwow, and um, the the guy that ran the uh, camping area where we were staying was uh, Sioux. He was from the reservation, and he was also a medicine man. And uh, he came walking up to me because I noticed that everyone was getting dressed in really fancy clothes, uh, that women were putting on really just uh, amazingly beaded, beautiful dresses that were just detailed and intricate, and the men were painting up and putting on bells and stuff. And and, uh, I didn't know what was going on. And he walked up to me, and he said, are you having a good time? And I said, yeah, I'm having a great time. And he goes, good, good. He goes, well, you're going to have to leave now. And I said, wow, okay, Um, why? And he said, because we're going to do a ceremony, and it's only for Indians. It's sacred to the Sioux. Hmm. And I said, I'm thinking to myself, but I'm an Indian. You know, I've got got the buckskin on, and I I had really long hair at the time. I had my hair in braids, and I was was really trying to to do my best to embrace that life and that culture. And uh, he said, let me walk you back to the car. So we got up, and we were walking to the car, and he put his arm around my shoulder, and he said, I know what you're doing. And I said, you do? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you're not going to find what you're looking for here. He said, you need to go drink from your own well. And I said, okay. And I had no idea what he meant by that. Well, then flash forward to 1994, when I found a book called A Book of Troth. And it had to do with the Norse religion of Asatru and the runes. And when I was reading that book, that was one of the books that I picked up, it hit me like a thunderbolt. And I went, this is what he was talking about. This is my well. This is the well of my ancestors and not another culture, not a foreign culture. This is the, this is the spiritual path of my ancestors. And the runes were something that my ancestors used and practiced and, and did divination with. And so it brought me, I, I understood at that point what he was talking about. Right. It brought, it kind of brought you, brought you home in a way. Um, it did. I, it I, really I, did. Yeah. I, I understand that um, as well. I'm, mine is more of pagan druid type of uh, path, but it took a few years for me to find that as well. And it's, it's almost like you, you wake up from like the sleep that you've been in. Like, this is life. This is how things are supposed to be that's it that's it i felt that i'd been wandering around in a forest and i had finally found the path absolutely I, I was finally on my path the path that i was supposed to be on so it's uh it's a beautiful thing and i i attribute all of that to the runes because i would never have found it without the runes so the 
the story of the origin of the runes comes, of course, from Norse mythology with the Allfather Odin hanging on the world tree for nine days and nine nights. And he hung there, sacrificed himself to himself, pierced himself with a spear. And then as he was gazing down into the depths, he saw the runes. And he reached down and screaming, he grasped the runes and then fell back to earth. And he gave the gift of the runes to mankind. And uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing divination system. It's an amazing gift. It's one of the most perfect instruments for self-realization and to, to get confirmation uh, on, on life questions that you might have. Uh, or even the mundane, Raven. You know, it's amazing. Now, the, the, the fifth rune is uh, Rytho. And Rytho is a rune of travel. And every morning I, I pick a rune to see, kind of get an idea how the day is going to go. And I used to be on the road quite a bit. I used to travel quite a, quite a bit. And I used to you know, fly around a lot and would have to go to the airport and get to, get to the airport on time to make my flights. And when I would pull Rytho in the morning, if I pulled it reversed, I knew then that there was going to be difficulties in travel that day. And so I would leave extra early. If I was going to leave it at, at um, 8 o'clock instead, I would leave at 6.30 to give myself extra time. And it never failed. Something would come up. I would hit rush hour traffic or uh, car trouble or something would delay me. But because I left earlier, I still made my flight. So it's kind of like the runes, they kind of give you a cheat sheet. They kind of give you an idea what to look out for on, you know, on that particular day. That's, uh, I definitely could have used that on the day that I was flying out to California. I had to <laughs> run a couple of times to catch some connecting flights, so I almost oh. didn't make it. That would, have been, uh, that would have been helpful. So on that note, how easy is it to use runes? Well, it's, it's relatively easy. It, like, like any system, um, any divination system, uh, it takes time to acquire the skills to use it. But if you get the right book and you have a good set of runes, then you can figure it out. It's pretty easy to figure out because, you know, you, if, if for a standard three-rune reading, you pull your three runes, and if you're not sure what the meanings are, if you've got a good book, you can go to the book, and then you can figure it out. But the thing about the runes is it's pretty self-explanatory, and it will the, the, the answers, as soon as the runes come up, and you read what the runes mean in the book, whatever particular book you're using, you'll get your answers. So it, it's not hard. It's just, it takes time. And, um, and when I say it's not hard, I should back up. It, it, um, I've been working with the runes since 94, and I still feel like an amateur. You know, there's sometimes when I'll do a reading for myself, and I'm, sta I'm sitting there looking at the runes, and I'm going, I don't understand this. And so I will call up one of my kinsmen who also works with runes and I'll say, okay, this is what I got. This is the spread I've got here. I've got, I've got this first, this second, this third. And bingo, he gives me the reading. And then after he gives me the reading, I look at the runes and I go, oh my God, there. So it was right there in front of me. I didn't even see it. There's so the it, 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 it just takes time. It takes time. And, and a, a lot of times it's very hard to do a reading for yourself. Uh, you know, because we all have our own self-doubts, we all have our own, our, our own, you know, inner demons that, you know, that create the fears that stop us from accomplishing and understanding things. 
Yeah, speaking of readings, that's time in the uh, in our show when somebody here, not me, Raven, will do her reading. So we're going to take a little break. We'll continue the conversation with Stefan Thorsman right after Raven does the weekly tarot reading. So hang on, and we will continue. Readings with Raven Hawthorne. All right, everyone. So this is kind of how the week is going to go. Um, as a reminder, again, I do a three-card spread for this. So I do... First card is the South card. So it's kind of where you're at or things that you need to work on or in a place that you are going to be. The second card I do is the situation card. So what are you facing this week? That also doesn't necessarily mean it's a challenge. It's just something that is going to arise. And the third card, of course, is the challenge card. So what is something that you can overcome this week or that you will have to overcome? So the first card that I drew is the Queen of Swords. Um, And overall, the spread for this week feels a little bit heavier because it's an entire sword spread. So let's just keep that in mind. So Queen of Swords, uh, on the card, we see the Queen robed in blue. And she has butterflies on her robe. And what that tells me is that there's change and transformation. Um, You've come a long way and you've grown a great deal as a person. This queen stretches out her left hand um, as kind of looking towards the future. And she also holds a sword in her right hand, which shows her need to find the truth in all things. Um, the queen it kind of stands in nature with clouds overhead. And this shows a continuing cycle of change um, and, and the need to grow as well. So the queen representing for you she's kind of a melding of both mental clarity and intelligence it shows maturity so you're able to make decisions based off of your intellect without letting your emotions sway you you prefer to weigh out and research uh, the facts before making a decision you tell it like it is regardless of whether or not people want to hear it um You're not afraid to set boundaries, um, and that's really important for yourself because you know what's best for you. If you feel like you aren't there yet, like this card isn't really hitting home, it's just telling you that this is where you need to be, especially for this week, so it's something to kind of work on. The situation. I drew the Two of Swords. So if you remember, on our very first um, reading, we also had the Two of Swords. So this tells me that you're still tied up about making a decision. So the woman on the card sits blindfolded, so she can't see the problem clearly. She can't even see the solution to it. She holds two swords in both of her hands, so she she wants to know the truth to find an answer, but her uncertainty is kind of holding her back and blinding her. So again, you need to weigh out the pros and cons. Um, as the swords are cards of intellect, um, they, they tell you to take away that emotional part of you and look at what you're facing clearly. So you may already know the answer, you're just too afraid to actually see it for what it is. And the last card, the challenge card. So this is the Nine of Swords that I drew for this. This card kind of rolls over from the Two of Swords as it's one of doubts and fears that you're facing. 
on the card, a girl sits um, in her bed and she's covering her face. So it seems like she's just woken up from a nightmare and is feeling afraid and anxious. She's feeling all the negativity from that dream that she's had. Uh, there are nine swords that are behind her and they're, they're representing the negative thoughts. You yourself, you're completely tangled up by your fears. You feel weighed down by the negativity. The more you allow the negativity the, um, to kind of simmer in your mind, the more you go over it, it will take over your life. It, it kind of becomes like a, a cycle that you can't break. Oftentimes you create the very thing that you're afraid of by constantly dwelling on that. Um, this card is kind of telling you that what you're afraid of and what you're feeling, it's mostly in your head. Like, you have the power to overcome this. You have the power to break that. So I really feel like I'm being led to say this card is a reflection of your fears from the Two of Swords. So remember not making a decision because you can't think clearly because you're afraid. You're letting your doubts and negativity override your rationality. You're better than this. You can do better and you deserve better. You alone hold the key to your destiny. So take charge. And that is all that I have. That's this week's reading. Follow Raven Hawthorne at Ravens and Ghosts at Ravens underscore and underscore ghosts. Paranormal Perception continues. So that is the reading, and we're going to continue our conversation with Stefan Thorsman. Stefan is a rune reader. We met him a couple of weekends ago at the event in Sacramento. We decided to have him on. We, in, the, in the first part, we talked a little bit about the history of runes, where they come from, and also how Stefan got introduced to the runes. Now, Stefan, let's continue talking about exactly what Raven just did. The, are runes, because many people may not be clear on that, are, can runes be used for, we'll say, divination, or is it more for, like, communication, or what, what, is, what, is, the, uh, what is the use of runes, we'll put it that way? Uh, well, for all the things that you just mentioned, uh, they, uh, they're, more com- they're most commonly used for divination, but um, uh, it's also, like I mentioned before, it is an alphabet, and so you can you can write in runes, and that was that was done. That was very common back in the the old days, the Viking days, and and even after the Vikings had stopped uh, pillaging and became traders, they used uh, they used the various futharks um, to you know inscribe their names. Uh, they have found graffiti in the Middle East when uh, Vikings went uh, into the Middle East and became what were known as the Varangian Guards. And uh, they were in, uh, you know, in Syria and Iraq, and they they were because uh, they were great warriors, and they have found uh, runic graffiti carved into uh, uh, like walls, and uh, and in temples and stuff where things like you know Bjorn was here or Bjorn loves Helga, you know stuff like that. It was for really mundane stuff, but it was used as an alphabet. But it's most commonly uh, used now uh, for divination, very much in the same way that Raven just did. Uh, you know, she read Tarot, and we, I do divination with runes. And most people nowadays who buy runes buy them for divination purposes. So how popular is rune reading? Uh, not very, because um, most people still don't know about it, which is fascinating to me. 
Um, you yourself was at the Old Norse Yule Festival a couple of weekends ago, and uh, there were tarot readers. There was an aura reader. Um, when I go to um, uh, events like holistic fairs and stuff and do readings, there'll be five or six tarot card readers. There'll be angel readers. There'll be aura readers. There'll be past life uh, recoverers there. But I'm always the only rune reader there, and people aren't familiar with it. And I don't know why. <laughs> it's just because they've been around for a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious as well. I know even in the New Age store that I have here downtown, we I think we have maybe one book on room yeah, reading. Right. It, right. It, yeah. And it's, it's, probably, um, it's probably, does it come with a set of runes? I believe it does, yes. Yeah, that could be Ralph Bloom's book. And because his his book uh, his book series became so popular because uh, it came with a set of runes, and instead of you know it doesn't you know it's like buying a car manual and not getting the car. So if you don't have the runes, how can you do it? Right. So he included a set of runes with his uh, his book and sold just millions of copies. Unfortunately, um, he gave the runes all incorrect names. He added a rune called the blank rune. There is no blank rune. That's a new age concept. He invented it, and he based the meanings on the runes in his book on the, uh, the I Ching. I have heard of the blank rune, so that was um, interesting that you bring that up, and I, I did not know that. Um, so if somebody actually is interested in, in learning to read runes, where would you suggest that they start, or what, where should they go? Well, um, it's amazing. When I started doing all this, there was no internet. So we had to, I had to hunt down uh, books and, and I would write letters to authors. But I would start out with, if you just Google runes, you'll get hit with just a myriad of various different websites. The same thing if you go to Amazon. Now, I can give you the names of some, some authors uh, that I recommend. Um, and I, I really, uh, this, if you want to learn the runes, uh, get the books by these authors and, and uh, you'll learn. Because that's the same way that I did. And then Absolutely. I uh, actually studied under uh, a couple of the authors and to, to learn. So, but uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Edred Thorson. And Edred is really prolific. And he's, he's credited as, as really bringing runes to the forefront. Uh, in the uh, 20th century and 21st century. Uh, he's been writing about runes since the late 80s, and he's got just a ton of books out there. So any of the books by Edred, and Edred has a brand-new book uh, about divination and how to, how to read runes. It's a brand-new book, uh, paperback. I think it's only 17 18 bucks. It's a, I, I recommend it. Uh, there's another author by the name of uh, Paul Rise Mountfort, and he's got a book on runes, and it's it's terrific. It's really really a good a good book. Um, Freya Oswin, the we call her the mother of runes. Uh, she is uh, uh, she's Dutch, and but uh, she's just 
she just hits the globe. She's lived in England. She's lived. She's currently living in Spain right now. Um, she travels all over. She she's got books out. She's got three good books. Leaves of Yggdrasil was the first book that I read uh, uh, by her. And what's nice about her books are you're getting a, a feminine perspective of the runes. So if you get some of the books by some of the guys and then get Freya's book, you're going to get a lot of balance there. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely good balance. So I have to ask, what is your favorite rune? My favorite rune is, I, I think, would be Ansush, because Ansush is the fourth rune. It's the rune of the spoken word. It's the rune of communication, of, of using words to, uh, to make your life better, to, to free yourself from anything that's holding you back. Um, communication is such a, the language is such a beautiful art form. Uh, we, can, we can create and, and mystify and, and, and just, uh, just we have this unbelievable language and, and there's so many different languages unlike any of the other animal species on the planet. You know, we have words that we use and, and uh, in the Havamal it talks about Ansuj uh, and it says, you know, when I chant this rune, the fetters fall from my hands and feet. And what that means is when I, when I use my tongue, when I use my words, my voice, I can free myself uh, from situations that are holding me back or stopping me from moving forward and accomplishing my goals. This is why when there's anything of importance that has to be addressed, I do not use text or emails because texting and emailing is dead. It's a, it's a, dead form of communication and for whatever reason it is inherently always read in a negative way if someone can send you a text or an email and they can say good morning and you write back good morning what do you mean by that are you implying <laughs> that i'm not having a good morning why would you say that to me why are, like, so <laughs> why are you so angry why are you so angry like good god all i said was good morning whereas if you pick the phone up and you say hey man good morning how are you they hear your voice they hear the warmth in your voice they hear the intonation and so that's why that's my favorite rune is because it's all about speech and 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 the holy you know the the, the odinic breath and and the gift that the all father gave us you know for obvious reasons i think that's going to be my favorite rune also and I was smiling when you were saying that, Stefan, because I'm sure you remember this from when you were in radio, because that's where I come from, from the radio side. It's funny. I've always said it's almost like a running joke, but not really, because it is true. It seems that all of us who are in the in the business of communication, radio, television, whatever it is, we seem to be not able to communicate with each other for some reason. And then when when emails, texts, and all, the, all of this stuff came up, see, I'm the same way in... I'll say the kids from my point of view, they call me old because I, I'm the same way. I said, can't, can't you just pick up the phone and call so I can talk to you? Just text me. I don't have time to talk. Uh, text me. You're holding the phone in your hand. What do you mean you don't have time to talk? Just just pick up the phone, dial. There you go. Because, again, you're right. It's the it's funny. I did an experiment here a long time ago with the one of the original crews that I had, the, the on-air team, where exactly like what you said, Stefan, I sent out an email. Every single one of them understood it the wrong way one thought i was angry the other one didn't know what i was talking about the other one like eh, okay whatever and then the other one got the message so so yeah it, it, it 
communication, not just with a microphone, with anything. It's very, very important. So, like I said, I think for obvious reasons, that one's going to be my favorite rune also. Now, indeed. Yeah, going going back to again how we met you a couple weekends ago in Sacramento. Why, why you and uh, Raven and, and Wednesday? Why they you both said we need to speak to need to speak to him. You do readings. You do yeah. You do do it publicly. So talk about where can people get a hold of you? Where they can learn more about you? Websites, anything, however they can get a hold of you. Let let us know all all of that. Well, they can always go to stephanthorsman dot com, and Stefan is S T E F N. And then Thorsman, T-H-O-R-S-M-A-N, StephanThorsman.com. And give me a couple of weeks because we're, we're rebuilding that. We, we shut it down and we're rebuilding it again. We're adding some pictures and some new information. So that will be up in a couple of weeks. Um, if, you're in the California, if you're in California, I'm at a shop over in Grass Valley called the Cult of Gemini. It's a beautiful little shop. Uh, it's got all kinds of herbs and magical items and tarot and crystals and rocks and just great stuff and a couple of genuine witches uh run the shop and they are magical and i read runes there every wednesday in grass valley from 12 to 5 okay and, and i'll have all of that in the show description for all of you guys and I, again we met you at, a, at, a, at an event uh, we've got a, a week week and a half to go in 2018 but do you have anything planned for either early 2019 or anything in in the in the new year in 2019, I'm going to expand and start doing uh, uh, more shows uh, because I. One of the things that I love, I loved introducing people to the runes and showing them the runes because it did so much for me, and it continues to to help me out to this day. And I love sharing this amazing divination system with people because it, it never fails. When they start using the runes, it it they grow. Uh, they start getting the answers that they're looking for. And and what the runes do is they just give you confirmation. You're you're wondering should I do this? Should I do that? You pull some runes. You get the answer, and it gives you the freedom to move ahead. And I love introducing this the system to people. So I'm going to be doing a lot more shows uh, in uh, California, and um, I'm hope, hoping to. Um, there's a couple of other shops uh, that are in uh, cities not too far away from me that I'm I'm hoping to maybe start doing readings more than just uh, one day a week, and do readings uh, hopefully two or three times a week uh, here in California. So I'm just going to keep moving forward. I make runes. I make rune sets, and, and uh, I do readings for people over the phone. I do uh, uh, runic life coaching. Um, I just Anything that's rune-related, uh, I'm, in, I'm into it. I help people make their own sets of runes, which I really encourage people to do. You know, that's, your, your runes are going to really speak to you if you've made them yourself. And uh, but if you if you don't have the ability to do that, then just get us get a set of runes somewhere. Just what's most important is using the runes. That's the most important thing. And don't use Ralph Bloom's book. (laughs) 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 It's it's just not very accurate. You know, get get your books by the authors that I mentioned. Yeah. And I'll I'll put those on there. I'll get them from you. and I'll put those on the uh, show description also. So everybody knows which one to go to. So again, it's Stefan Thorsman. He is the rune meter. He is, a, as you just heard it for the past half hour, very, very cool guy, very knowledgeable. Stefan, thanks a lot for taking some time talking to us once again. You're welcome back here in Paranormal Perception anytime. And uh, if we don't get to talk to you, I'm going to wish you all much, much success in 2019. 
Henry, thank you so much, and thank you for the the time and taking the time to reach out and letting me uh, uh, expose this incredible gift that the All Father gave us. These the runes will uh, they'll bring you home. They certainly will. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, Raven. Follow Paranormal Perception on Twitter at ParaPerceptShow and on Instagram at ParanormalPerception. And watch our videos on Vimeo.com slash ParanormalPerception. Paranormal Perception. Perception was conjured by the audio wizards at 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC.